0: This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have Martin Kalaris. That's right. Of (laughs) Leave Out Loud. Life. Life out aloud. loud. I do it every time. <laughs> so right. Because live out loud is so popular,
1: but it's life. Life yes, out loud.
0: Yes. Um, thanks so much for coming to Blackout Podcast My today. pleasure. Thank you for having me. So I've been dying to make this happen. Yeah. And I'm glad it's finally happening. <laughs> but, but also understand, because you have so many things on the go. And I guess, how did it first start for you? Like, with leave Life we are living life baby we are living life we (laughs) live
1: how did it begin yeah oh my let's let's go back to 2018 Mm -hmm. let's say i think yeah it was around then um i had actually just been off work for a period of time so i um yeah i was put off work for uh medical reasons related to mental health so i burned out um i was diagnosed with um Anxiety, an anxiety disorder, depression, and uh, adjustment disorder, which (laughs) as I looked, I never really heard about adjustment disorder, but really it was about like uh, really not being able to manage like life stressors. And so I think that's really related to my anxiety too. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I was put off work um, for a period of time. I was working as a personal development counselor and facilitator for 10 years. And I absolutely loved the work that I was doing. I still love the work. I still believe in um, that that kind of facilitation, that work and service to other people. Um, But I really knew that I was coming into a period of my life where there was going to be some major transition Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um, change. And I really kind of avoided that for so long because... It's so scary not knowing what the next part of your life or journey is going to be. So I really did try to deny it, avoid it, keep busy so that I didn't have to deal with it. Um, but through therapy, which was so beneficial, especially in that period of my life, I really started to unravel a lot of things that were happening, um, I guess, in, in internally, um, things that I hadn't really addressed uh, through, you know, many, many years prior. Um, and then at the same time, dealing with kind of that inner tor- turmoil, also trying to manage that outer, you know, t- different expectations and responsibilities. And uh, so, yeah, I just came to a point in my life where I was like, I can't pretend anymore. Mm. And I, you know... <sighs> I for so long had this um, idea that I had to be perfect in every area of my life i had to be perfect in my marriage i had to be perfect in um like in my family i had to be perfect as a, a as an academic i had to be perfect as a you know personal development facilitator i had to have a perfect career I had, you know and it just became like you can't be perfect there is no perfection mm. in anything that that's we do. too much
0: pressure anyway like yeah. was that on you or did it come from external uh, forces you know what
1: i think I really attribute it to, and this is what I talk a lot about in my therapy too, is how does uh, like our childhood experience really impact our adult experiences and how we, you know, see ourselves Mm. and boy, like I had a really good upbringing. I have, you know, two amazing, amazing parents who did the absolute best they can. Can, could at the time to to raise um, myself and my my siblings, and I think you know being a black um, child, I grew up in a, in the Annapolis Valley, beautiful Annapolis Valley, mm-hmm. and you know for many years I didn't see children that looked like me. Like it, I, I was you know a minority, obviously, but it was just you know, you, you knew that there was something different about you. And I, I remember my parents always pushing um, excellence and, and, you know, really wanting their children to strive and, um, and do the very best they can, especially academically where they didn't go to post-secondary education. So they really wanted us children to, you know, have a really good life, have a good career. And not that it pushed me to the point of perfection, but I think in my mind I was like, you know, I've got to be better and, and go beyond what the the bar is because I'm not going to be seen mm-hmm. as, a, as a Black child, as a Black youth, as a, you know, as a young Black woman. And so I think a lot of that really st- stemmed from that part. But also, like, growing up as a child, like, I really didn't, <laughs> I didn't really see myself as someone maybe worthy. I, I was so much, I was so loved. But I think the struggle became where, you know, I really looked at my my social groups and the people around me in different in the schools. And I like I just didn't really feel like I compared like I there was no level of comparison. Like I they were there and I was here. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I think like gr- growing up, I just kind of like try to do the best that I could. And I mean, academically, I didn't really. <laughs> I, I i didn't start getting serious i think until like later in high school and you're like okay yeah d- reality is about to that. hit and yeah, you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you gotta yeah, go out yeah. on your own little yeah, bird yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. do the things right yes but adults do but um i think yeah like it, it in that kind of segment of my life i really started to push and trying to be perfect in different areas so that mm. i could have a perfect life and you get so many messages like from society from everywhere really about you know being the best you can and, you know which is good but i mean i think sometimes it can be too much too mm-hmm. and especially as like a young adult who doesn't really know the direction they're about to take you know there's so many there's so many pressures as uh, as a youth and adolescent and and then
0: Subsequently. Yeah. I know. Adult, yeah. My, you know? my my thing is always at uh, what cost, you know? Yeah. It's like you you also I'm lazy, so <laughs> <laughs> not lazy. <laughs> I don't think you're lazy you lazy. <laughs> also, so I'm always like looking for the easiest way to do things. Yeah. But but um but on the other hand, I think being able or having Delcy pushing yourself that far you now kind of know when it's too much. Mm
1: -hmm. And I didn't really know when it was too much until, like, in my 30s. I'm 34 (laughs) right now, and I'm just, you know, trying to unpack all of these things that, you know, have been habitual and really been a part of my mindset Mm. for so long, like, since a child. Like, I was, I don't know, like... I'm sure my my parents are probably not going
0: to be happy this day, but I don't think I was a cute child. Like I was just kind of like, I don't I think don't... so. You put up a photo of you from like like with your friends from maybe oh, high school. Like that you... was high
1: school. Yeah, yeah, that was what were... I was.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you, yeah, you look great. That, that was what I was making efforts. But like I was looking at photos recently. Like I have a big box of a bunch of photos, and like I I remember looking at different age. Ages in that photo, and I was like, "Oh, I can remember like how I felt about that picture." Like, there's one picture I was in grade six, and all I wanted Israel was a Halle Berry haircut.
0: It was my birthday,
1: and my mom took me to get this haircut. I had the picture, you know, know, the you know the short bob, you know, back in the that would have been the '90s, right? That was when it was cool probably cool now it's still
0: fucking. Yeah. It's still <laughs> yeah.
1: pretty cool it is. yeah and i remember like i was a bigger child like i was you know chubby in most cases when i was born my mom said i had to <gasps> you told me
0: <laughs> they had to bring
1: me back to the hospital get my id photo done because my cheeks were so big that my eyes wouldn't open <laughs> so i've always been big bone, and i think that that's always been like on my consciousness like my weight um but child, I'm happy for my curves now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm feeling it. But I remember this picture of like this, I look like a mushroom. I look like I should have been on Mario Brothers. And I, was you like, can't see that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. That's how I felt. And I just remember crying. It was my birthday. I'm like, oh, this looks awful. So I saw that picture. I'm like, oh, I remember that memory. <laughs> oh, no. But there's like, I, I mean, you grow and you kind of like, I had, you know, whatever. Like, the whole like um, what you look on the outside was really the only measure that I had for for my own value and self worth. This is like until like you come into adult years, and so like unpacking that Kids that element, yeah. But you know what? And I I think yeah, there were times I was teased, mm. but. Um, I didn't really experience racism Okay, a whole lot. I remember one time a kid in my school used N word because he thought it was cool. But I mean, it wasn't directed to me, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, going through school, I, I, I was, I have really good social circles and I, even my high school girlfriends, the one that you probably saw in the picture, like we're still close. Like I just love that group. So that, that's good. And they're, and they're really <laughs> they're great, uh, great ladies. I just, I, I love them. But um, um, so as, you know, I've kind of transitioning to like my own, own self-identity. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it going with this? Yeah. So unpacking that whole perfectionism piece, um, not really uh, giving myself the opportunity over the years to really take an inward look at who I am as an individual, mm-hmm. um, especially um, getting into a relationship so young. I So I met my husband when I
0: was 18. So, and you guys have been together forever. I can just see your... Oh, well, it was... His, I don't know why I keep thinking it was his it's his birth- your
1: anniversary. Is his birthday. Birthday, yeah. Our anniversary is in August. Okay, so... It'll be so, 12 years yeah. <laughs> married. Yeah, so we dated for five years. And I met him um, at Christmas time when I was in my first year of university.
0: So, you know, we're just talking about um, the whole pushing yourself to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of ending with this crash and you taking time yeah. off work. Like, while you're still off work, were you dealing with this whole, like, was that perfection still actually even making that situation worse? Absolutely. Yeah, because it's like, you have this idea of,
1: you know, what your career is supposed to look like. And and then being off work for me was like, you, you failed, Mm. Like, you can't even do your job. Like, you, you're you a failure. And I think that really spun me into a really deep depression um, where, you know, <laughs> there were days I couldn't even get out of bed. You know, having a shower was the chore of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that took the most energy. And, um, yeah, it really, it really um, was, t- you know, detrimental to that part. But I was also, like... And again through therapy like i was able to identify these things which was really helpful because when i was off work i was really pissed off mm. like i was angry oh wouldo. not at anybody else okay. but myself oh wow yeah so because i didn't live up to this expectation that i had for oh. myself look i was trying to start uh, a non-profit or um yeah a nonprofit, but a, a mental health organization I was working full time, and I was doing this volunteer work with the mental health organization full time, pretty much. Um, I was working to support youth. I was also, um, you know, supporting someone really close to me who was re- really struggling with their mental illness, mm. and I wasn't pouring into my my marriage. So that was being pushed aside. I wasn't pouring into myself and all these things were starting to crumble. I couldn't give myself to every area effectively, but yet in my head, I said, you know, I have to do it all. I have to be available to everyone. I have to do everything for everybody. I have to say yes to everyone because people need me. Mm. But that was such an illusion. Like that was not a healthy, healthy, uh, like mindset because at the end of the day, I needed myself. But I couldn't recognize that because I was just drawn to doing and being for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So while I was trying to take care of everyone, I essentially left myself behind in the process. And that led to the burnout and that led to um, the depression. And then, um, you know, I think I I, I feel like I've always had anxiety, especially as a child, not anxious in a sense like a generalized, um, like a just always constantly worrying about things, things that probably would never ever come to fruition, mm-hmm. just unrealistic worry. Um, but of course, now and later, I can identify and it's been named. But um, I just, yeah, that perfectionism piece really was challenging. To, to work through but um, I remember I was off well still off work I said I was going to come back to work in two weeks <laughs> I'm like okay guys but don't start anything else I'll be back in two weeks like mm. I'll be here two weeks became four weeks my mm-hmm. doctor put me off for another month like and then eventually I didn't return mm. and um, which again was another <clears throat> thing that I had to grieve you know and it was, it was basically yeah grieving that that loss of that identity, the loss of a career, that the purpose that I had attached to that work that I was doing, um, but it came to me. I was um, <laughs> I was laying in bed on Instagram because that's what you're supposed to do right when you're <laughs> really feeling sorry for yourself like look at oh, all the perfect people oh, yeah. <laughs> living their best life oh,
0: <laughs> they're <laughs>
1: here to fall apart
0: but like <laughs> you know i think what happened was i think what struck me was once i have this person and they have the like their instagram is super curated And I was always wondering, what's up, right? Mm -hmm. And then I saw them actually, like, it's a process to put up one post. Dude. (laughs) Yes, it is. Like, and I'm like, fuck this. So, 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 like, I started not feeling too bad. Because it's like, you have to go through 50 photos to think of the one photo and what you're going to say with that photo. Yeah. Yeah. And have it perfect. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah.
1: See? This, <laughs> this is no joke. This, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm determined media. to yeah. get rid of perfection. Social yeah. media just makes it yeah. worse. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But, you know, I, I I knew it was probably not the best idea, but there was a reason why that I was on my phone that day. Mm-hmm. And I do follow, like, some inspirational accounts. Like, I love T.D. Jakes and, and Sarah Robert Jakes, like, and, like, some the good quote and like just things that help motivate me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came up, ac- but I came across this photo of uh, this young girl who was diagnosed with a terminal illness and she was at the IWK. I don't know her. I don't know this girl. I didn't know her. And the picture was of her um, sitting in a wheelchair with this puppy that she had, I believe she had been granted a wish uh, through the foundation. And I looked at this photo and it really made me think about like my own existence like here is this young girl who I'm sure knows she's about to die and in that photo she just you know her frail body was just was there but she also had like she had like this sense of joy that and and it looked as though like she was just so happy Mm. in that moment and I thought how like wow how can you how can you experience that like we all know we're gonna die at some point right but like to know that you know death is around the corner, around the corner and and to experience joy like that it really made me think about my own existence mm. and then I learned I can't, I can't remember how long probably like weeks later or so that she had passed away and I I, I remember I remember the day vividly because I was laying in bed and I'm just crying and I'm sobbing and then I pull myself together and I'm crying some more because I can't get this image out of my head. And I thought, Whew, what are you going to do? Mm. What are you going to do with the time that you have left? <clears throat> you know, I'll be damned if I allow the pain and the hell that I went through um, to really be my future. This, this is a period of my life and I think that's when I started to accept the fact that you know what has happened has happened and it's happened for a reason and that my life is unfolding in divine order as mm-hmm. it should. and that in, and seeing that that day was really one of the biggest parts of uh, reasons why I decided that you know I need to pull my pull myself together and, and I need to make a conscious effort to live a life on purpose. And I wrote a blog uh, called Burnout Not Broken. Mm. And I shared that and I was really kind of nervous about it because I thought, oh, like it was on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, all these professional people, like they're going to see this and they're going to see that I'm incompetent and, you know, or or all these other like, you know messages negative messages that i was telling myself Mm -hmm. but really what had happened was like so many people strangers had emailed me and said you know parts of your message really resonated with me and i was like there is so much power in our personal narratives in our stories that i really want to use that to to share a greater message and i thought you know how am i going to do that Mm -hmm. i want to start a business I'm going to talk about mental health mental health and wellness in a way that you know people don't really talk about it. I want to incorporate it into the work that I do. I want to go into workplaces and really look at the value of the individual first over you know profit because if 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 individual employees and staff are well, then that ultimately and organically contributes to productivity mm. and a healthy work environment where people can really strive and thrive in those environments. And so, yeah, I, I was like, oh, I got to have a name life out loud right because away. this is it. I'm living life and I'm going to live it out loud because live it out loud. Maybe that's what you're getting at. But um, this is like, this is life as it's happening. And I really just want to be um, conscious as I'm journey on the next portion of my life I don't want to just you know wake up in a job you know oh here we go again hit the snooze okay go through the day (laughs) come home you know and next day repeat you know what I mean like but I also yeah yeah, I want I just yeah I just have this you know desire strong desire to serve people in a way that I haven't served before and that's really focusing on us as individuals because five and five people have mental health Every single one of us have mental health, and I think if we can really look at um, how do we how do we um, do and say the things that or, or, or participate in life that you know are really fulfilling us in a way that brings purpose and meaning to life, I think mm-hmm. that can really help minimize the negative. Um, outcomes on the other end so my business really focuses on like mental health promotion and you know a lot of people attribute mental health as mental illness but they're two different things so let's let's focus on us as the individual and and how we can you know live a life that is truly purposeful and live it consciously with intent
0: wow so so like you you true this um story you it like jump started life out loud, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it jump started life out loud. Um, but from that moment, what, what, what do you, what are some of the things you did till now? Like, you have the idea, mm-hmm. how do you run with it?
1: Um, so fortunately, um, because I was off work and then, um, eventually they, that position was filled, and then I, I was not deemed to go back anyway, um, by my, my, uh, medical team. And, um, I, so then I was kind of off for a bit and then I was, uh, on employment insurance, EI, and I found this program. I heard about, I knew about this program just through my other work, uh, through the SCB program, self-employment benefit program. And so I, I worked with CBDC blue water and you know, they really supported me in helping to, you know, you know, put together a business plan, figure out like, you know, the execution of this business and, and to participate in workshops, it really helped build a business. So I knew I wanted to do training um, and I knew I wanted to work with employers. So that was pretty much, you know, that was the main focus of Mm -hmm. the business. And I also teach mental health first aid as well through the mental health commission of Canada. So I've been doing a lot of that training and um, and then, so my business is called life out loud, mental health consulting and creatives. So the consulting piece is like working with employers and doing the training, but the creatives is like the blogs. Um, I'm also starting my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Coming yeah. spring. Listen, this has been a, a year of talking and now it's time to do mm-hmm. so,
0: <laughs>
1: but I mean, it, it really has been priority because of course the other stuff, uh, took precedent, but, Um, yeah, so it's just a combination of using different platforms to hold space, to have conversations about such an important topic.
0: Mm. And then, so I guess knowing then, you know, you took the program, started your business Mm -hmm. and how is it so far? Like, what are some of the things that you enjoy? And I guess the difficult part personally, is like running yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: you like, it's you. (laughs) <laughs> you're the one that's responsible for you. Like I'm used yeah. to like going to work and I've got lists list of expectations and, you know, managers to keep you on track or whatever, but no, now it's just me. Mm. Um, I think it's been good in terms of um, exposure. Like I work with um, uh, different groups of entrepreneurs. Um, I'm, I'm a member with the Halifax Chamber of Commerce, which I must say have been an incredible support from, for me and in, in, in my business. Um, and so like just having the exposure about, you know, what I'm doing has been really great. Mm. Um, and I've been doing a lot of training, especially like mental first aid training. Um, but really hoping to get more into doing like more of the customized, um, training for mental health and wellness in the workplace, employee psychological health and safety. um, So that's good. I think there's times, though, like, again, the whole expectation, like, sometimes I got to check myself because (laughs) I'm like, I'm comparing my business to a business that's been in business for like 10 or 15 years, even, which is still young (laughs) as a business, would you say? Mm. But it's like, you got to remember, like, you got to start somewhere. And I have to constantly remind myself, baby steps. We're going to take baby steps. And when I can learn to to do the baby steps, then I'll advance and I'll level up to the next stage. Mm. And then when I, you know, in a sense, master that part, then I'll more opportunities will come and, and I'll level up again. But I can't just jump to. You know, this idea of this, oh, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm just a year in business. Yeah. So stop it, Marty. <laughs> <Tell laughs> you
0: stop it. I don't wanna hear that. <laughs> okay. So um well, I don't know. I was watching Saturday Night Live weeks ago, but one of the skits was about this lady. She's supposed to be a boxer's wife. And like your your, your husband isn't a boxer, but he's a boxing. Exactly. And, and to me, yeah. that's even more dangerous. Like <laughs> you watch those things and the end in seconds, right? You yeah. know, it's like it starts and it's done because it's, you know, boxing is just literally just boxing. But MMA Combines all of these things. All of the arts, yeah. How, like, how do you deal with it? I guess. It, do you watch the matches though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. god. god!
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I do. Well, it's funny because we started dating, well, back in two thousand and three, four, and I think he started training about a year after we started dating. Oh. So he just started. He started like doing jujitsu and just training, and then. I remember a few years later he's like, yeah, I want I want to do this professionally. I'm thinking. Holy shit. Do what professionally? Yeah. <laughs> uh no. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like he just fell in love with the sport and um yeah, I've always supported him 100%. You know, he he's had a really good career in mm. in, in fighting and uh you know, just it's hard to watch. I think like it was really hard at the beginning because I don't really understand the sport. Like, all I knew was pride fighting where I was like very limited <laughs> rules. But uh, it's not like that. And I, you know, now it's still hard to watch him fight. Mm. Sometimes it's even harder to watch him cut weight because <laughs> I'm like, you look like you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, he fights at 125 and he probably walks around. Well, he walks around at one. 50 or so so he has to lose but. 25 every time he wants to go to fight yeah so when he's when he knows he's got a fight coming up he will holy smokes he will gradually lose yeah, yeah, like yeah over time of, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. but like, the still like there's a huge change yeah
0: like a massive change cause yeah. I remember one time um I think it was China was it China? China yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. I mean, Shenzhen. it's cool because you get to do all this traveling around. Yeah. But still... Great for me too. <laughs> like, so where are we going next, baby? <laughs> but still, it's like this intense, intense sport. Yeah. Um, uh, like, but on the other hand, while you don't do the fighting, you do work out too. Does that also help with my mental health? Oof, yeah, big time. I've never um,
1: finished a workout and said, oh, I feel worse than I did before. <laughs> the problem is getting to the gym the problem oh. is going downstairs to get on the you know the bike or or the uh, treadmill or whatever because I- i'm just so much in my head a lot of the times that i'm just it it's so exhausting and mm-hmm. then i'm like i'm already tired i can't do a workout, <laughs> but i really need to incorporate that physical activity in order to you know keep myself mentally healthy mm-hmm. um I, and I stopped taking my medication too, which, I mean, <laughs> it's it's it was a journey. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not like, gonna like, say anything. I'm on anything. my supplements. No, and I don't. And I I'm not like pushing that for people to to stop because I had lots of consultation with yeah. my medical providers I think about it's it.
0: kind of individual like it's, absolutely. it's all, all it's about the person yeah
1: absolutely yeah. um but i really need to focus on like diet and um you know i take supplements every day like a whole handful twice a day actually mm-hmm. um exercise is a major major component to my overall wellness mm-hmm. um and yeah just filling my mind with healthy things okay you know really? yeah
0: yeah, where's is he? Is He's like, does he have any fight coming up soon, or
1: uh, there potential couple coming up? <laughs> not not uh, confirmed yet, so I can't really say. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but he will certainly announce it once the uh, contracts are yeah, signed. Yeah, yeah,
0: Um, so okay, well, I'm gonna uh, actually now that you have your podcast, it's gonna be great because I'd like to have you back to talk some more. But I yeah. want to end it with this one now. Like being who you are and all the experiences you've had so far, and especially this whole being perfect thing being like a, a major thing. Mm-hmm. What are some of the um, strategies you've put in place to deal with it? Because I don't think it just goes away.
1: No, no, definitely not. I think for me, like um, I started following Brene Brown when I Who's this? was off work. She is like a she's a, a researcher around shame and vulnerability. Oh. Um, She's a storyteller. She's a therapist. You got to watch her TED Talks. That's I I came across her by mistake. Oh, okay. TED Talks. Yeah. Just Brene Brown. I'll send it to you. Sweet. Sweet. And she really she really spoke to me in the sense that, um, you know, we we are not designed as human beings to be perfect. We all um, we all have things that, um, you know, make us vulnerable and that's beautiful. And without, uh, we can't be courageous in our in our life journey if we're not vulnerable. And mm-hmm. and then and the thing that really spoke to me the most was like I think I I've obviously been carrying a lot of shame around some of the things that I've like felt about myself or things that have happened to me. And you know, she, she says like you can't you can't numb those painful and bad experiences or feelings or emotions. And still expect to experience joy and happiness and peace. And I thought, whoo, that's so true. Mm. Like true peace and joy. Like that, and it wasn't until like I started working through the, that, and I've identified, like, yeah, I I'm not perfect. My life hasn't been perfect. My marriage hasn't been perfect. Relationships I've had with other people haven't been perfect. My career hasn't been perfect. And I'm okay with that. I've mm. accepted it. I'm okay. I just want to to live a life that is meaningful. At the end of the day, what is my purpose? Because I've been given another day. I woke up with air in my lungs this morning and I'm like what are you going to do with the with today? And be present. And that's that's the other thing too is like just being in the present because I'm so often in the future and worrying <laughs> about like unforeseen things that are probably not gonna happen. And it stresses me out in the moment. And then, yeah, so I'm like, p- being present yeah. and mindful is, is kind of the, the key to the this journey i think
0: the sky is not <laughs> gonna fall <laughs> well could,
1: nah, yeah, i don't think so <laughs> and if it does we'll deal with that when it happens <laughs> but for right now
0: yeah. yeah 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 yeah, we're good thank you so much for oh, coming. thank you today. for having me i can't wait to have you back yeah let's do it again tomorrow <laughs> This is The Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.